Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Du L and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, August 7th, 2015. And we'll today we are reading from the AA Big Book and we'll are and, and we are on page 153, excuse me. Starting with the first paragraph, it may seem incredible, and we're going to consider two, two paragraphs, um, and we're going to end up with who must find a way out. Um, today's readers are Chris S., reading the 12 steps, Nancy S., the 12 traditions. Our main readers for the text are Melissa C., Sharon H., and Eileen V. The reference number for yesterday, August 6, um, Thursday, August 6, is 7895. Share ID is 7895. Always preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through share experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry these messages of recovery through the 12 steps of OA and to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry this message to the people, to, <clears throat> to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask um, Chris S. to read the 12 steps. Chris S., uh, press star one. Thank you, Du. Can you hear me? Thank you. Yes, I can. Thank okay. you. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Chris. I will now ask Nancy S. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Du. Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy S. from Wisconsin, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Thank you. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do this service and I pass. And thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions of the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study um, of the AA Big Book on page 153. Uh, We're going to start off with the first paragraph. It may seem incredible. We're going to read through two paragraphs, ending with who must find a way out. We're going to read the first, uh, the first paragraph is going to be for context, and we're going to focus our shares on the second paragraph. And I will now ask um, Melissa C. to begin our reading. 
Hi, good morning. Uh, thank you, Do. Good morning. This is Melissa Singh, a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. It may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? The practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you. Should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. The age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. <clears throat> Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, defeated drinkers will seize upon it to follow its suggestions. Many, we are sure, will rise to their feet and march on. They will approach still other sick ones and fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and hamlet Havens for those who must find a way out. Uh, good morning. Um, you know, thinking about what it means to be defeated and, um, you know, that it's defeated drinkers that can seize upon this um, and how, um, you know, I really needed to be defeated before I could seize upon this um, and then find the way out. Um, for me, I had to exhaust all other possibilities first before I was willing to follow the suggestions. My earliest introduction to the big book was about 25 years ago. Um, and at the time, I struggled to see how this book applied to me. I ticked through the book because I was directed by a sponsor at the time. Um, she gave me two things to do. She said, follow Gray Sheet um, and read this book. And... I followed Gray Sheet, and so I lost weight, but I only picked through this book. See, I thought Gray Sheet was the program, and I, you know, was confused. And so when I did pick through the book, um, I was looking for all the ways that the stories didn't apply to me. I was not, I guess, defeated enough. Um, and I thought, um, this isn't me. I'm not a drunk. You know, I'm just overweight. I... I needed to do more suffering. I needed to do more experimenting. And, you know, I did lose weight, and then I left the gray sheet behind. And I don't know what I did with that gray sheet, but this book I shoved in a drawer, you know, and um, I regained all the weight. But somewhere inside me a seed was planted. And so, you know, fast forward from that point 20 years later, um, I was finally defeated and ready. And, you know, when a doctor at that point urged me, to seek getting gastric bypass, somehow I remembered OA. And um, because of this book and because of the message that had been carried um, so many years earlier, you know, I don't know what happened to that sponsor. I haven't seen her. I'm in a different town. But there was a safe haven that was created um, all those years ago. And, you know, um, it's amazing how how these meetings, um, there's so many. Um, the fellowship was right there. It was a safe haven protection from the devastation of this disease. And because of this chip of a book, I was able to rise to my feet to go from a victim of my misery to a recovered person approaching other sick ones. And, you know, the other thing that sparked my excitement when I began listening to this meeting was people talked about finding their way out. People were speaking about being recovered 
not they were looking for the way out still or recovering. And um, I, that's what I needed. I needed to get out. I needed this chip of a book um, that showed me. And, you know, and now my charge is uh, to share that with others so that they can find their way out too. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to open it up for sharing. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Judith R. Judith R. Anyone else? Press star one to unmute. Linda R. Hannah. Linda R. I'm sorry. Who did I hear before Janice M? Hannah. R. Hannah. Yeah. Okay. And Janice? Ambassador O. Ambassador O. Nessa R. Nessa R. Okay. Why don't we start off with that list? Uh, Judith R., Linda R., uh, Hava, what's your last initial? I guess we'll get back to you on that. Janice M., Basa O., and Nessa R. We're going to start off with Judith. Good morning, everybody. This is Judith R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Vermont. Thank you, Duke. Um, When I heard the word Hamlet, I thought that must be a really small place, so I looked it up. It's a small settlement, generally one smaller than a village. And it reminded me, when I was in... Mexico, I would be out in the middle of nowhere, far from far from a village, far from a town, and there would be this little tiny house, and it would have the word, it would have AA on it, and I was just dumbstruck. It was like, look at how far this miracle has spread, and I found um, in in Honduras one time, I went to a meeting. It there was no. OA that I knew of, but I went to an AA meeting. And I sort of sheepishly said I was in, in OA to these four men. And they said, oh, that sounds so interesting. Well, tell us your story. Because we have sisters and daughters and mothers who might have this problem. So there was this wonderful openness as well. So I'm just thrilled that the miracle has spread all over the world. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Judith R. Linda R., you're up next. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. Linda R. recovered in North Carolina. And um, what, I, what I got from this reading this morning was that um, every morning when I wake up, I ask God in my prayer, God, how can I be of maximum service to you and to my fellow man? And, you know, there is nothing in my life today that I cannot handle without the steps and without the fellowship and that with, without recovery. And it's my moral responsibility to give it back to others in the program and, you know, sponsoring. And, um, you know, recently I started a meeting here in North Carolina. It's lasted, you know, over the winter, it's, you know, very small meeting. And um, we just got together again two weeks ago and there's something in program called 12 step within and uh, I also live in Florida, and there, you know, 12 Steps Within work, they're putting ads on buses. So when someone stops their car, the message of Overeaters Anonymous is right in the back of the bus. And they're using a lot of the funds for 12 Step Within work. 
And here we're going to be doing the same type of thing. If you go on the website of overeatersanonymous, you know, dot com or dot org, I don't remember exactly, but you can see all the 12 step within work to spread the message, to give it back because, you know, I have gotten so many gifts from the program and I, you know, again, it's my moral responsibility to give it back. And that's what I get from that reading service. And I'm going to end on, you know, way back in the seventies, they had a slogan, service is slimming. And really thank you, dear God, you know, by doing service, I've been abstinent, keeping my weight off and maintaining steps 10, 11, and 12. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Hava, you're up next. Hi. Hana, excuse me. Hana. Hana S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Good morning. Thank you for your service again, everyone who makes this meeting possible. Um, what I was struck by, you know, this chip of a book, um, the, the, I think of it as a wood chip, you know, I would say the steps are the tree, and the steps are w- what it says, here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. And I, I find now that part of the being defeated is, you know, what it says elsewhere, there is nothing left for us do but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. So there, there's nothing, no more conversation about how I feel and what I'm eating and what I'm not eating and what I've tried and what hasn't worked. It's, it's just the kind of, this is it. Here are the steps we took which I suggested as a program of recovery. And it, it's a relief to me to, to feel that kind of clarity about what 12-step work is about and and how I stay abstinent that I pass. Thank you. Thank you. Janice M., you're up. Janice, press star one to unmute. Hey, I'm unmuted now. Thank you, Do. Good morning to you and Thank everyone. You. My name is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Our hope, who's our? Who, who's, who's our? They're the, they're the proof of recovered alcoholics, like we envision for you, some of us, a lot of us, are recovered. So how do we get recovered? We got recovered, which means we're changed through the chip of this book. <laughs> What's the chip of this book? It's the first 164 pages the step-by-step guide that were suggestions that have not been changed in over 70 years, left untouched. That's how we got recovered. And this is, and, and we came in not, not victorious. We came in, I know I came in, hopeless. So they've given us hope. And this is the vision for us, that those of us that, that are not recovered yet, that this is the outlook, this is the future for us because it's happened to a lot of us, and they're sure. They use the word sure, S-U-R-E, twice, the previous paragraph and this. So that's pretty assurance. That's an, that's an assurance that this is going to happen to you if you take step-by-step suggestions. It's just unbelievable. Of course, you know, if you're not defeated yet and you, and you, have, a, you have a way out, 
then you probably don't need this book. But the, if we're here and we're still reading at the Vision for You here on page 153, I must, I had to find a way out because I couldn't stand it anymore. I couldn't find another way. So I'd have to try this way. So this, this paragraph is, is really speaking to me um, and hopefully to you about the singleness of purpose of uh, the Tradition 5, too, that, that uh, each group has but one purpose, is to carry its message to the still-suffering compulsive overeater. If you're defeated and you're not victorious, then this is the way out. This is the solution. We assure you that this um, will happen to you if you follow the directions. What a wonderful way to have this good news, a solution to compulsive overeating one day at a time. My goodness. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. Vasa O, you're up. Thank you. Good morning. Every one of you, thank you, do for your service. And I am Vasa O, Grateful Recover Compulsive Reader, calling from Massachusetts. And uh, yes, I was that hopeless person. This was my last hope coming to Overeaters Anonymous. And yeah, I try. I I thought of three things. Maybe if I have the gastric the gastric bypass, or maybe go to a hypnotist. Or maybe have my jaws wired. Like 30 years ago, that's what people did, you know. So I'm just so grateful I found this program. And when I started reading the big book, I remember saying to my sponsor, but I'm not an alcoholic, you know. I don't drink, you know. She would say, just replace food with alcohol. And my sponsor was AA and OA. And I had a lot of people that were uh, reading the big book that were away because we didn't have as much literature in those days. And their main addiction was really food. They could, they did put the alcohol down, many of them, but they were struggling with the food. That was Even today I find a lot of alcoholics have more difficult times putting the food down than alcohol. Um, and I, again, I'm so grateful to God that he put the person that started me with the big book um, and, she, and the message is right here. The direction, the prescription, the recipe, you know, is right here. And I, I could identify. I was also going to AA meetings, too, because we didn't have as many OA meetings. And, uh, and I would just sit and listen, you know. And a lot of AA meetings now, people are free to share, but whatever addiction well, there are open meetings with different addictions. Some of them are closed. That's all you can share about the, about the alcohol, you know. And a lot of them do share today, you know, with food addiction, too. And uh, I'm just so grateful. I love this one. Many, many we are sure will rise to their feet and much on. They will approach still other sick ones and fellowship in alcohol. And I remember going, leaving pamphlets at my doctor's office, and we started putting, like, of course, in the newspaper, and the laundry mats at the grocery stores, they would let us put um, um, pamphlets and stuff. And now it's much easier, you know, the Internet, and, you know, we have these phone meetings, and, you know, it's easier to spread the, the word, but there's still a lot of sick and suffering out there. 
you know, we still need to um, pass it on and to spread the message. Again, you know, I was so, so ready, you know, and if people are not ready, they're not ready, maybe need to do more, you know, of their addiction to get ready. But I'm ready to spread it out there. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Oh, Nessa R. Hi, um, I was unmuting. Did you call on Nessa R? Yes, Nessa R. You're up next. Thank okay, you. Great. Thank you. Um, I like the end of this paragraph. Heavens for those who must find a way out. Like there's nothing wishy washy about must find a way out. It's not need to find the way out, want to find the way out, would like to have the way out. It must. And it just implies that I am willing to go to any length to do whatever it requires um, to, to find the way out. I must find a way out. And that's the place where I got to in December of 2011. And what got me to that place was seeing recovery, what was possible. Because I came into the room from January 2nd, 2003. So that's you know, almost uh, almost uh, 14, 14 years ago. Anyhow, um, and the date is very significant, January 2nd, right? Like New Year's resolution, I want to stop eating like a bottomless pit and lose weight. And that's the only reason I came in. And I, and I went uh, through the rooms, different meetings, changing meetings every few years, you know, just uh, not really accomplishing very much, not even, not even losing any weight. I even... I even went to uh, meetings where the big book was read, but it was a very cursory read. You know, we read the big book, and then everybody shared on what was going on in their lives. And, you know, no sense of urgency. I did see people, some people who have actually lost quite a great deal of weight. You know, a couple of people I knew, maybe three people, lost over 100 pounds, and there were people with, with abstinence, um, you know, very long abstinence, like five years, ten years, um, which was astounding to me um, because I was having a hard time stringing, you know, 30 days, 60 days. You know, it was just, it was just very, very, very hard. But I didn't, I didn't see recovery, like, and I didn't notice then. I didn't see, I didn't know recovery until I actually saw recovery. And this is what got me to this place. I must have this. I must have this and, you know, got myself a sponsor who um, embodied that image of recovery that I decided I must have this thing, but I had to get to that place where I said, I must have it. I must have it. I must be willing to do whatever it takes, put the sugar and the flour down, weigh and measure my, my meals. And then, of course, more importantly, you know, she took me to the steps. I, I didn't know that that's what I had to do. But I saw the recovery and I said, I must do whatever she tells me to do. And it was that, just put the food down honestly, no loopholes, you know, and, um, and take me to the steps very, very quickly. And thank God that I, I got to that place after years and years and years of drifting aimlessly, I would say, so I'm glad for having found the haven um, because I had to. I must find a way out. Uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
we're going to continue to um, open it up for shares on this paragraph. Who else would like to share? This is Julia Kemeshir. Okay, I heard Bella, Bonnie, Mary Ellen B. Reva P. I I believe it was Bonnie, I'm sorry, um, and someone before Reva P. Mary Ellen B. Mary Allen? Yes. Mary Kay? Mary Kay? Elaine B? Okay, so why don't we start off with those, and then we'll open it up for sharing uh, again. So Bella, Bella G, Amy G, Bonnie, uh, Mellor L B, Reva P, Mary Kay, and Eileen B. So we'll start in that order. Bella, you're up next. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, too, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Many, we are sure, will rise to the feet and march on. Wow, such a freedom. Yes, before program, I didn't know how to live the present. I was too scared to live the present. I was living in my past with anger, upset, nervous, uh, with no hope. I wanted to change my past, and I was living the anxiety of the future. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I am not there anymore. Now that I am in the program and I am doing the steps, yes, I have the opportunity to live the present. Yes, to live the present without fear, without being scary. And yes, today I am not closing the door of my past. I am using my past to learn, to to learn, to learn what was my part, to learn that, yes, I did mistakes, and it's okay, I can fix it. I can now live in a different way of life. Yes, today I take responsibility of my own life. And the wonderful part is that today I trust myself. Yes, I do trust myself because I am connected. I am not connected to my ego, to my power. Today I am connected to a higher power than myself. I am connected to a loving, accepted power. And today I know that I can give and I can get. Yes, I can give. Yes, God trusts me. God gave me opportunities to give. And today I learned that I can get also because I am limited. I don't know everything. And yes, today I can march on on my feet because I know that I am not alone. I don't have to be scared anymore. I am not alone and I am connected. I am connected and I am a messenger only not a messenger of my ego, a messenger of a higher power. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much. I, I believe it was Amy G. next, and if it's not Amy G., it's Kim G. I guess it's Kim G. You're up next. 
Good morning, Drew. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world tide of alcoholism, defeated drinkers will seize upon it and follow its suggestions. You know, I, I remember where we are. We're in the, the chapter of vision for you. They're trying to create this vision of how we're going to create this fellowship we crave. So the first thing is that we're now recovered. We're recovered so we have a message to carry. And what are we looking for? We're looking for those people who are defeated, those people who, who um, have totally been pummeled by the food. You know, it's common. I think it started from the 70s where the only thing you needed for a meeting was a resentment in a coffee pot. And a lot of meetings, my experience when I came in in the 90s, were just people complaining about being in the food. Let me, you know, let's, let's talk about my divorce. Let's talk about my dog being sick. Let's talk about how, you know, people are, are, are being mean to me and how I can't stop eating. And I have to tell you, if that was the solution to my problem, if simply talking about my problems would have solved compulsive overeating, I never would have needed OA because I did that for years and all you can eat buffets was my, was my binge buddies. So what I needed was people who had a solution. And I had to be defeated in order to be open to that solution. You know, when my girls get through this, the 12 steps and they're ready to start sponsoring, I often say to them, not often, I always say to them, you know, grab three to five people, offer to take them through that doctor's opinion. And they get overwhelmed and scared. I can't sponsor three to five people. And I explain to them, listen, you're lucky. You're lucky if one or two will grab it. You're lucky if one or two people will call. Because my personal experience, having been on the receiving end of wanting a sponsor and now having been recovered and sponsored a lot of people over the last four and a half years, is that many, many people want a sponsor, but very few actually want to be sponsored. So I'm just going to zone in on the three words that are very important. So if you're in this meeting and you're not recovered and you're wondering, how am I going to get this message that he's, of these wonderful chorus of recovered people is, is defeated. Are you done? The big book asks us over and over, are you done? And the big book indicates to us, if someone is not done, leave them alone. Because I'm doing a disservice to the 12 steps and a disservice to that person if I give them the false hope that you can continue to eat and do the steps. And then that word seize, that sounds like a pretty strong word, so I looked it up. It says to grab or take hold strongly or forcibly. That doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to do this, you know, halfway. Half measures availed us nothing. And the last word is to follow. I looked that word up too. To accept as a guide or leader, accept the authority or give allegiance to, to obey, to comply. Once again, I hung on that word suggestion. And my experience when I did what was convenient and the rest I disregarded is I stayed in the food. So let me just put all those words again. Are you defeated? Are you ready to seize it? And are you ready to follow? And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Um, Ronnie P., you're up next. Okay, thanks. Good morning, everyone. Um, can you hear me? I can't. I don't know if I muted or unmuted. Are you there? No, you're you're clear. Okay. Thank you. Okay, great. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, you know, as I read this paragraph, I am just um, almost weepy with gratitude at how OA has evolved uh, in the last handful of years. Um, much of it. I think because of the vision for you, but just for people who who somehow got it in a way that um, 
so much of the program had not gotten it before. And that's not to take the program's inventory, because I just look back, I mean, I've been in and out of rooms for 25 years, and, you know, we were all, we were all desperate. We were desperate, we were defeated, but there was nothing to grab onto. And, um, yeah, the meetings were about just venting and um, wondering afterward, why didn't that work? And, you know, the big book was there, but I remember going to meetings where it sort of sat in a the corner. There were dusty piles of big books, and they just looked so old-fashioned and weird. And um, the rest of us were just sort of sharing ideas about what we thought about food. And um, thank God, you know, the power of the program is that even the steps alone as a skeleton still gave me a sense that there was a way out. I just didn't get it. And what this program tells us is that we get it through each other. You know, we get it by being 12-stepped by someone else. And uh, if we could get it by reading the book alone, that would be great. If we could get it by just reading the steps alone, that would be great. Um, but we get it from each other. We get it from hearing the words of other people who have recovered. And um, enough people in the last few years, it's almost been like a snowball down a mountain. And um, I am just so, so grateful for that. And I really get this thing about being defeated. I'm, I'm sponsoring a few people right now. One is absolutely defeated, and it is a joy to sponsor her. Um, she is teachable, and what she is learning and then parroting and, and then giving back to me in her own way is like the voice of God coming through. Um, I can't believe how much I'm learning from her and from her version of interpreting and it's it's just beautiful it's beautiful and it you know so this paragraph reminds me like it's okay to just look for the defeated ones because our recovery really depends on that too which doesn't mean that the act of sharing the word is without merit if people don't hop on board i mean it's never without merit 12 stepping is 12 stepping and you know the times when i have given um the act itself of giving gives me stuff back and it keeps me out of the food for the day or whatever it is. Um, but boy, to, to work with someone who is defeated, to be defeated. And, you know, there's many days I, I feel defeated. I don't so much feel defeated by the food anymore. There's sometimes it still calls to me, but I feel defeated by life. And um, I'll start to, you know, I, I'll just start to go down that path. But I have, a, I have steps 10, 11, and 12 to bring me back and to keep me in the game and, um, and, and to open me up so that I can hear the Word of God again. And the Word of God always, always surprises me. I ask God for things expecting that I'm going to know exactly what the answer is. And it's usually something different. And it's, and it's very precise and its timing and its form is exquisite. And I am delighted and surprised by it and kind of filled with awe. But I have to. I, I also have to stay in a position of being defeated. Time. Being defeated by my ego, by food, by everything else. So uh, that's all. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Ronnie P. Pennsylvania. I think I forgot to say that. Okay, bye. Thank you, Ronnie P. Um, just a reminder, uh, please, everyone, um, keep keep in mind on the time so that everyone will have a, a chance to share. Um, Mary L. B., you're up next. Mary LB, press star 1 to unmute. 
Sorry. I'm sorry. Can you hear me oh, now? There you go. Yes. Thank you. This this is Mary Ellen B. from Florida. Good morning, everyone. Um, this paragraph really spoke to me and spoke to where I started, um, you know, in OA. When I, <clears throat> excuse me. When I came into the rooms, um, I, I was defe- defeated. I was powerless. I was um, hopeless, depressed. Um, I felt suicidal. Um and, you know, it says here, um, you know, that the drinkers um, will seize upon it, seize upon this book and, um, you know, to take hold of it. And for me, that was, you know, working the steps, picking up the the AA book and, um, you know, and, and as it says here, following the suggestions, which um, which brought me hope. It gave me hope. Um, and, you know, rising to their feet, rising to their feet. For me, that was just, you know, I was able to start living again. Um, I had hope. Uh, and it was just such a blessing, such a blessing in my life, which took me to as I worked through the steps and felt um, that I felt the blessings, the promises of the program, um, and as being recovered, I was able to and am still able to, um, you know, reach out to share the message, um, which, um, you know, that's that's step 12, you know, sharing the message. For me, it's, as I share, it's a, re- a refresher course. Um, and it says here, Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and Hamlet Havens for those who must find a way out. And um, for me, that's, you know, that's a place of safety, and that is the meetings, that is my fellows and program. Um, and, I'm again, I'm just so grateful for that and grateful for all of you on the line this morning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Mary Allen B. Reva P., you're up next. Good morning. This is Reva P., Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. I love the imagery that's portrayed in this paragraph. For me, just listening to the words gives me the image of somebody who's down, defeated, crawling, um, which is what I was doing literally and figuratively um, when I reached my bottom where life was just there was no life physically, emotionally, or physically. Um, and that reminds me that this is a life or death um, matter. This is not, oh, I'd like to lose 10 pounds and maybe get some group support. This is life and death. I had no life um, when I reached my bottom. And then I love the words. I just picture somebody crawling, dying, and seizing on this life preserver. And then the imagery of um, rising to my feet and marching on, which I um, thought of page 83, where it says, as God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't crawl before anyone. Because, yes, I had, thank you, God, my bottom, bottom coming into program. But, you know, I have to remember that it's a daily reprieve. And yesterday um, and the day before, I felt such a bottom and powerless and hopeless regarding things going on in the hospital where my mother is. um, And I can easily go into self-pity and victim. And then, wait a minute, if I'm recovered, working the steps, I rise up and march on. 
and use the program to deal with life on life's terms. And I was able to delete a whole email, rewrite it um, with God's guidance, and remember to be tactful, considerate, um, but not servile or scraping. Um, And that was just such a miracle. Now, I did not get the outcome I wanted, but um, I can almost smile about that because that's God's sense of humor. I do what I need to do with God's power and grace, and I don't always get the outcome I want. The last thing I want to say is the word haven. I have been in so many places all over the world, and I will just share on my honeymoon the only AOA uh, meeting was in a prison, and I had a 12-step person drive me there. I felt totally safe and protected, um, and it was the most awesome experience. So anywhere I go, cruises, any country, anywhere, um, it's just so amazing. And that just reminds me, this is so divinely inspired. Um, and they had the vision to know that it would take off like that. That's all, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mary Kay, you're up next. Good morning. This is Mary Kay, a recovering compulsive overeater in western New York. Uh, Thank you for this opportunity to serve. Uh, Today's a two-month anniversary for me in my abstinence, and I did not find OA or 12 Steps until uh, just this spring, and um, and I am in my 60s, and I tried everything, but I wanted to share a message of recovery and hope. Um, encouragement, I guess, is actually what I want to get for for the, the long-time recovered folks and the new people like me in the room. Um, in the front of my my big book, AA, right on the title page on the inside of the cover. This is what I've written. This chip of a book, page 1 to 164, is a solution. I have made up my own recipe for life. These directions are like baking, weighing, measuring, following instructions, exactly get the desired result, recovery. I need to surrender, stop being creative, selfish, and active recipe out of life. The recipe is not about food. It is about working the steps. It is about spiritual recovery. The physical will come. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Eileen B. Eileen B. Press star one. Thank you for your service, dude. This is Elaine B. Recovered in Massachusetts. And um, I love the humility and the hope. This little chip of a book. I can't even imagine how many books on alcoholism had been written at that time. Probably not too many. And, you know, how many books have been written on diets and food plans and all that type of stuff. You know, but (laughs) the power of this book has dragged not just alcoholics, but drug addicts and gamblers and sex addicts and food addicts and everything else, you know, from hell to sanity. Uh, The fact that the book, you know, Dr. Silkworth quote says, you can rely absolutely on anything that these people say about themselves. You can trust them. Oh, my gosh, that is just so amazing to me. And, you know, when I came into the rooms, I had tried it before, I actually had accepted a proposal from a man that I 
who I had seen be transformed through a 12-step program. And um, so he had asked me earlier, and I said, no way. (laughs) But when I saw the change and it was sustained for a matter of years, I I was really willing to to become his wife. But I didn't want to wear a size 24 or 26 wedding gown. And so I came back into the rooms of OA after I had <laughs> our anniversary cake. My day was also January 2nd. We had, I mean, uh, yeah, our, an engagement party cake. And um, so I came into the rooms. And, you know, I wanted the thin body, came for the vanity. But the people that I saw that really carried this message, that really had the, the recovery, the sanity, Oh, my gosh, that's what I must have. I'm very grateful I lost weight. I'm very grateful I wasn't, you know, I don't know how much I, I lost. My wedding gown was size 18, which is a big improvement from 24 or 26. And, of course, I continued to lose weight and was able to maintain it. But the thing I must have was the recovery from this program. So I wasn't getting it in my OA room, so I went to this other meeting, and I wasn't getting it there, and I said, I'm going to stop coming to this meeting because I've got to work the steps, got to work the steps. We did, they said, okay, well, we'll all work the steps together, but we won't have sponsors because we're codependents, and we'll just, you know, so we did this checklist way. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I was like, I must have this thing, so I pursued a different way for six years and three sponsors and maybe four sponsors and just never got it. And then I was back out in the rooms. How can you sustain this? How can you sustain this? I was defeated again, absolutely defeated again. Came crawling back in the rooms, and after, I'm like, 90 meetings in 90 days, that's got to do it. And I was going to every meeting I could find. And 45, day 45, somebody gave me the number for a vision for you. And once again, I was surrounded by people that carried a message of depth and weight. Once again, I had hope restored. Once again, I was able to um, grab hold of this, and I'm so grateful for all of you. And uh, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to chime in on Ashira. Um, However, I need one more person to close this up with the sharing. Who would that be? I'm sorry. Amy G. Tina S. I think I had heard someone before Leah. Tina S. from Florida. Amy, Tina S. Okay. We're going to close it up with (laughs) Tina S. And I'm just going to shine in. Okay. My name is Duell, and I'm a recover compulsive overeater uh, from New York. And I like to um, focus on the paragraph where it may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they arise out of misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? And, you know, uh, I got to say, yesterday I sat in a courtroom with my brother, and um, we were going through a, a custody battle. And, um, and I was sitting there reflecting on my own history, my own story, um, and I'm glad that God allowed me to see that. Uh, because of my compulsive overeating, because of my addictions, I was so into self that I myself lost custody over my son. And it was a really bad situation. And I couldn't see my part in it because I was more concerned 
with myself and my food than I was about the welfare of my son. And yesterday, I got to see my brother's girlfriend lose custody over her kids. And it was very painful and very sad because she could not see her part. And the difference between her and me is that I ate over it. And I became miserable because I took up a different addiction, you know. And, you know, and the thing is, is that food is but a symptom. It's a symptom of something deeper. It's a disconnect with God. And it's a disconnect. And it's, it's, it's about my disease is about self and being concerned with myself. And so, you know, what, why am I bringing this up? Because this program has given me the practical answer, has given me the experience to see the miracles of having a way out. And today, you know, because of my experience, I'm able to help other women in program to not have that experience. Because if I can address through this big book, through this program, through these 12 steps, the core problem, then maybe they could be saved from those situations. Maybe they can be saved from the unmanageability of what I went through. And I, I was so grateful, you know, to God that I sat in that courtroom and I got to see that the best outcome was for me to recover. The best outcome was for me to take this program and really make it my own and really get connected with God because this is a destroyer of families, of relationships, of different things. And I'm just so grateful today that I can see that miracle and that I can pass this on to others. And with that, I pass. Um, Tina S., you're up next. Uh, thanks, Duda. This is Tina S. from Florida. Sorry if there's any background noise. I'm outside my office. Um, just real grateful today. Uh, what a fabulous reading. And I just wanted to share that, you know, back in 1987, I came uh, into Alcoholics Anonymous and Overeaters Anonymous, and you know that is not my abstinence date. It is 1993, but my sobriety date kept me around because of the solution that I knew for my disease, which is centers in my mind, is the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And when I when I came to OA, that was not what I heard. And so you know, being a compulsive eater and an anorexic, I, there was a, a way out in the rooms for me, you know, because this disease is kind of baffling and powerful. And, and my weight is but a symptom, and I, uh, you know, so I could be 200 pounds or I could be 95. That's what I was. And so today, you know, I still come into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, and I share my experience, strength, and hope. And I am so passionate because that's not what I hear a lot in the rooms. And just so grateful that just recently, several other women in our, my group in Florida has been sharing the vision for you. So I've been listening for over a year now, and, and I've worked the uh, steps with a guide. And I am just so grateful that one day at a time, you know, I don't have to pick up food, I don't have to pick up booze, I don't have to go shop, and I don't have to gamble, I don't have to do any of that stuff just so that I can stay sober and sane and abstinence one day at a time. And I really appreciate you all. Thank you. I pass. Thank you so much, Tina. That brings us to the closing of our meeting. Thank you to everyone who has shared, especially Team Friday, who <laughs> this meeting wouldn't be possible for. 
um, Chris S, Nancy S, Melissa C, Sharon H, and Eileen B um, for being on the sidelines. We're going to close up with a vision for you on page 160, uh, 164. Sharon H, would you like to close this up? Yes, do. Thank you very much. Um, this is Sharon H. in Colorado, a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something that you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.